Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching daily crypto news and updates with your hosts, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I'm here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are, in the SEC, is the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit, lawsuit over? This is huge news for the industry. You don't want to miss it. New York State has a bill in front of it to ban Bitcoin mining. What does this all mean? I'll explain it all. But first, if you like the content or you don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell. And if you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars and please follow. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only my prayers go out to all the people caught up in ukraine conflict this does not look like it's going to be over soon speaking of which brad garlinghouse was interviewed recently who is he he is the ceo of ripple labs they issue this xrp coin on the xrp ledger they are helping nations launch their cbds all over the world what is Ripple Labs? Ripple Labs is caught up in a SEC lawsuit since 2020. I've been talking about this before. So if you've been paying attention, then, then you know what I'm talking about. However, if you're not, uh, the big question in front of the, the lawsuit, and really the big question in front of the SEC as it pertains to the cryptocurrency is whether or not the coin, each coin is a security or a commodity. A security, think of it like a stock in a company where you expect the company to do good and generate profits and give you dividends and increase the price. Now, a commodity is something you can only speculate that the price will go up or go down, or it is something that is used. So you can use it like a currency or gold or, or grain or oil. You can use it as a, like a tool for something, or you can invest in it to speculate the price will go up or down. All right. I have something that I'd like to share with you. There you go. This is awesome. All right. There you go. All right, so uh, during his interview, Brad Garlinghouse's interview with Fox Business, Brad Garlinghouse discussed the Russian sanctions, what is SWIFT, uh, and what is XRP? How are they similar? How are they different? What are the what are what is crypto's roles and sanctions? And this also discusses the lawsuit. You you do not want to miss this. So check this interview out. It's from less than a week ago. Now on the set, CEO of leading enterprise blockchain company Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse. Yes, of course, Ripple related to XRP. Uh, Brad would know a th thing or two about this along with Charlie Gasparino. What I do know you make nothing. Of he knows everything. <laughs> I know nothing. What do you uh, make of what Powell said? He he kind of gave it to both sides. What did he there. say, though? Did he say anything? It's not entirely clear. By the way, I do want to start by just saying that, that I and the team at Ripple feel so strongly about like standing with the people of Ukraine. Okay. And I just want to put that out there. Sure. But my comment as I listen to some of the, the things I hear out of Washington is just I, I, I fear that there's a lack of knowledge. There's a lack of information about how crypto really works. And I think it, it, it does a disservice to responsible actors like Ripple who are working with governments, with sanctions, everything that is enforced from a sanction point of view through fiat currency, anything that Ripple does is enforced in the same, exact same way. And so there's no, there's no different level playing field. And I think in some ways I, I heard Senator Warren saying things yesterday that felt like it, it's holding crypto to a different standard and expecting, for example, a blanket ban of all crypto in some of these countries in a way that like, well, 
you can still use PayPal, you can still use these, you know, some of these other things, mm -hmm. and I don't think we should treat them differently. Um, Ripple is like Swift, isn't it? Yes, I mean, it, Ripple's starting point, kind of our first use case for the technology, the blockchain technology right. and the digital asset XRP was to solve that cross-border payments problem. Right. Swift is quite antiquated, kind of designed right. 50 years ago. It's slow, it's expensive, but it is a choke point that the government's used to enforce sanctions. My point is nothing that Ripple is doing circumvents any of that. So you're following the sanctions um, exactly? Like, for example, it's like, what, eight banks, and but a couple can still trade through it theoretically? Correct. The, the sanctions are applied through what I'll call the choke points, the on-ramps and off-ramps. Yeah. That's true for Swift. That's true for Ripple. Regardless of the, what I'll call just the plumbing of how things are moving, the choke points are the endpoints. So I think, you know, when I step back and look at this, I think there is a lack of knowledge. I think people need to understand that crypto isn't this kind of black box. It's kind of back from when it was known as Silk Road. The industry has come a long way. So an oligarch, or let's just say Vladimir Putin, couldn't finance tanks through Bitcoin. Look, one of the things that people don't realize is there's just not enough liquidity. Yeah. The, Russia used to trade pre-sanctions $50 billion of uh, cross-border kind of transactions per day. Crypto does not have anywhere near that. So, right, you know, right. look, in the same way that somebody could be taking wheelbarrows of rubles uh, or the Ukrainian currency across to Poland and things like, there are ways you could do that, and, but it's really not significantly dissimilar. Why are they so obsessed with it then? It's like so weird. I think it's a kind of clickbait. It's, yeah. uh, it's a hot item. I think people, it, it adds a relevance and excitement around yeah. some of these things, but so I think we, people don't understand. Well, we had spoken to Gary Gensler of the Securities and Exchange Commission. I know you saw that interview because we were emailing afterward about it, but he specifically tried to say that he wants to very much uh, focus on what's a security and what is an actual token, a crypto currency. Uh, I feel like if that's the case and he's holding you to that standard, at some point he's going to have to go after Ether as well because Ether and Ethereum are those two very similar paths, just like XRP and Ripple, are they not? Look, I, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, I don't want to comment on what you know they should or shouldn't do. I think it, as it relates to Ethereum, my view is it's very clear Ethereum's a currency, it's very clear XRP's a currency, and that the SEC, I mean, he was interviewed yesterday, uh, Gary Gensler was, or maybe it was even this morning, and commented that, hey, we're going to lose some cases. This is the definition of so you think regulation by enforcement. He was going to lose, you think he was saying he's going to lose your case? I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> I think he, but he did say, hey, we're going to lose some, and we're okay with that. Where, That's where the are you definition. On, where, where are you on the case? Let's get an update. The quick update, uh, on Monday was the last day of expert testimony, expert depositions, et cetera. And so the case continues to move forward. We're expecting some decisions from the court, you know, sooner rather than later as it relates to uh, a couple of decisions before the court. But look, it's moved slowly. I think Gary Gensler has continued to uh, kind of go with a narrative that crypto is the Wild West. It's not the Wild West. Are there bad actors? Yes, there's bad actors in all parts. Well, of bad actors in, in money laundering in exactly U.S. dollars. Right. I found it fascinating from reading the documents for all the stuff they said about how bad it was that you did an unregistered securities. They never say anything bad about your platform. <laughs> Why is that? Well, I mean, because it's nothing of course, bad. Well, the irony there is like we were in the SEC's offices. I met with Chairman Clayton. I was meeting yeah, yeah. with commissioners. No one ever once said, hey, we think XRP is a security. And yeah. they look backwards and say, now we think it's all a security. That's a hard argument. Please come. All right. So what are your thoughts on everything he just said? He said a lot. 
He said he talked about sanctions and he feels like there's a lack of understanding about how crypto works because the reality of using crypto to bypass sanctions just isn't really there yet. But I've been I've been reporting on that pretty extensively. So uh, leave a comment below. Let me know what you think. Uh, based on my reporting, he explains things how I understand them. Did you give get something different out of that? Now let's expand on the case for a second. I have some more information. Most traded.com reports the SEC lawsuit versus Ripple reportedly ends in settlement. Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse gives hint. I guess the hint that they're talking about is in that interview where he said that he that Gary Gensler said that they're going to have to take some losses well regardless of that whether that I'll get to that in a second uh people close to the case are saying that the SEC and Ripple have reached an agreement and in that interview it didn't necessarily sound like it but maybe that's hush hush I don't know but the same source says that the staff working on the case has been reassigned but there's no way to really know right now what do you think about that information? I got a little bit more bit of information. Another interview with John Stewart, according to CoinGate.com, in the article, SEC shall take some losses from time to time, says SEC Chair Gary Gensler. Gary Gensler has changed his tone from being a hard-charging, this is the Wild West, everyone needs to come under us, etc. Well, check this out. Uh, it says in here, there's... He's talking about uh, the the fact that right here it says there's nothing like individual accountability to send a deterrent across the whole market if someone is held accountable. We only have civil law enforcement. Now, now in this interview, it's a really good interview. You can check it out. Links below uh, with John Stewart. Uh, he John Stewart questions why no one goes to jail during SEC enforcement. Uh, and Gary Gensler says that's DOJ. We can only bring civil cases. We can only remove them from the industry. Now, as he keeps continues on, he says, inserting the approach of the commission, SEC chief says this agency has to be willing to go to court and, you know, take some losses from time to time. But go into court, I think all of those things, but is trying to use high-profile cases to bring folks back on the right side of the line. Now, it also says that the chair, Gary Gensler's statement, saying that they had to take take some losses from time to time, which is very different from his hard-charging tone that he's been talking with, and has aroused some curiosity amongst investors. Now, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on this? Is this all just a coincidence of information that is being pieced together by me? Maybe. You know, I am a XRP holder, full disclosure. So what do you think? Now, let me know. Leave a comment below. Next story. New York State Congress has a bill in front of it. This is getting traction right now. And the bill is a moratorium on crypto mining. I got some more stuff to, to share with you. And if you're listening on podcasts, all the links that I'm sharing are below. Cointelegraph reports, New York Bitcoin mining moratorium bill garners more support. The bill to suspend crypto mining for three years is gaining steam in New York state, while the state's environmental agency determines how much mining impacts the environment. A New York state proposal to suspend fossil fuel power proof of work mining for three years across the state has gained support from two more assembly members. Additionally, the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation is going to have to assess the industry and its impact on water, air, and greenhouse gases. 
Now, let's make sure that when we're talking about environmental rules and regulations that we're having a real impact, we're not just going after something that is getting a lot of hype and politicians uh, can get on the airwaves and say, oh, this takes up a lot of a lot of energy. It's bad for the environment without actually addressing other industries uh, that are terrible for the environment that no one is really talking about. But I digress. Let's keep moving on. Uh, the uh, the this assessment that the uh, New York what is it? The uh, New York State Department of Environmental Conservation is going to have to perform. It would provide information on whether or not New York should do a straight ban. Uh, right now, there's only 45 of 150 assembly members supporting it. It needs a majority. The current governor candidate, Jumaine Williams, supports the legislation. And um, this whole thing is a focus on on proof of work mining. I've talked to you about this in the past. What is proof of work mining? It's an energy intensive uh, consensus protocol that helps secure the network. Bitcoin and Ethereum use this uh, consensus protocol. There's no real, no one else really worth talking about because they don't have enough transactions or, 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 or traction. And, but all of the other cryptocurrencies are not using this. So don't think that crypto is a dirty industry or an energy intensive energy. It's just Bitcoin and Ethereum, except for Ethereum is currently switching over to a different proof of war, uh, proof of stake protocol because it is less energy uh, intensive. Bitcoin will never change. It takes 91% of all Bitcoin miners to agree, and that is probably never going to happen. So Bitcoin is here to stay. Now, all of the other changes use other non-energy intensive consensus. Okay, so I have some information from you for you right here. The environmental impact of proof-of-work mining has been a key talking point for environmentalists for years. However, CoinShares shared CoinShares showed that a mere 0.08% of the world's CO2 emissions comes from Bitcoin mining. Additionally, the chief marketing officer at Slushpool, Christian Sespar, Sespar, excuse me if I butchered that, pointed out to Telegraph, Cointelegraph on February 4th that much of the focus on green marketing is marketing noise due to the opaque or dubious process which can produce green energy. Now, I want to expand on that a little bit. During an exclusive interview with Cointelegraph, Christian Sespar, Chief Marketing Officer of Slushpool, the oldest Bitcoin mining pool, gave insight on what he believes are current misconceptions regarding Bitcoin's mining environmental impact. When asked about the drawbacks of using electricity derived from oil and gas to mine Bitcoin, Sespar says that there is, there is more than meets the eye. We're literally burning the gas into the atmosphere just because it's not economical to do anything with it. Instead, we can put it into a motor to produce electricity and use that to mine Bitcoin. And what he's talking about is the flaring is the process of burning surplus natural gas during oil extraction due to a lack of pipeline infrastructure. So in the process of getting natural gas out of the ground, there's all this excess stuff that they just burn. And uh, it's a lot worse for the, for the, uh, the environment than util uh, than than what's being used by Bitcoin when they actually use it, put it to work. It says, it says uh, recently in the US and Canada, Bitcoin miners have found clever ways to instead funnel the natural gas to generate electricity instead of simply burning into the atmosphere, thereby solving a critical environmental problem. Now, if you don't like this, then shut down natural gas. That's a whole different conversation, but that, is, that uh, Bitcoin mining is actually making the natural gas industry less dirty, okay? But Saspar remains skeptical of certain renewable sources of Bitcoin mining, calling them marketing noise, specifically solar energy. 
On our blog, we publish research that we are not big promoters of solar mining. When you calculate the profitability, it's not that good. It's a very tough business. Now, Sespar further elaborates that approximately 70% of all solar panels are produced in China and that there has not been a lot of research on environmental impact during their manufacturing process. So as long as China is mining it and creating, or sorry, as long as China is creating these things, we don't care how dirty they are. We just care how dirty they are in our country. But that's ridiculous. Now, producing the producing the solar panels creates a lot of harmful chemicals and nobody talks about that. Everyone just thinks that solar panels grow on trees and then the sun shines on them, but no, the process of creating them is brutal. Now, I'm going to continue on so just to give you all this information, all these links are in the comment uh, the section below. Bitcoin mining operations, Jim Mining CEO John Warren commented that there's an abundance of clean energy alternatives employed by Bitcoin miners nationwide and that the New York Assembly's consideration of a moratorium would create a serious chilling effect on the industry. He added, the moratorium on proof of work mining seeks out an easy scapegoat in the form of crypto miners while overlooking other major industries whose environmental impact far outweighs that of Bitcoin mining. Now, what do you think about all of this? This is a lot of information to take in, so maybe rewind and rewatch it or click on the links below and read the articles for yourself. Do the deeper dive if you want to. Don't just turn around and say it produces, it consumes a lot of energy, therefore it's dirty. Based on some, on, on other studies, it uses a lot of green energy and only 0.08% of CO2 emissions are coming from this industry. However, that's done, that kind of studies are hard to actually make sure that they're accurate. So I'm not going to say that 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 information I totally 100% agree with or believe. You know, the, the fact is that, you know, maybe some sort of government regulation telling these, these Bitcoin miners that they have to use certain amount of energy from renewables or they have to carbon cap themselves or whatever. Uh, I think that might that makes a lot of sense. And uh, then the industry can continue to go on and they could even bootstrap uh, bootstrap renewable energy products projects as base load consumers so that they can get off the ground before they start selling it uh, to the cities. And they can't really sell it to the cities until the transmission lines are built. So Bitcoin proof of work mining can actually be a solution to the problems of building out the infrastructure for our green energy sector. However, we probably will need some sort of government regulation to make sure that that's the direction things are going in. An outright ban is really short-sighted clickbait and really a good place for environmental or sorry for politicians to really just say i'm on the side of the environment but i'm going to ignore all these other industries that are dirty i'm going to ignore the fact that creating solar panels we have no idea what's happening we don't want to talk about how dirty the creation of these things are you know what do you think about all this you know i do like do want to take care of the environment so i do want to see some sort of regulation put up to help to help protect the environment from this from this high energy consumption. But I also want to see it across other industries as well. So we do need a comprehensive uh, regulatory framework, in my opinion, because it doesn't look like any industries are going to clean up their act on their own, you know, maybe over a very long period of time, but it's probably not going to happen quick enough. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Do you have a completely other perspective? I'd love to hear it. Leave a comment below. Have a good day. Hot along.